Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, joined today by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman. And we're both joined today by our special guest, Lori Lindsay, former United States Women's National Team player, former Olympic medalist. How are you doing today, Lori? Uh, Great. I've come off a camping trip. I'm thrilled. Uh, Lots of soccer and I get to chat with you too. So this is awesome. We're excited to have you in this episode today. It's huge. We are going to be discussing the announcement of Carly Lloyd's retirement. There's a lot to get through. Just want to let folks know that they can find us on Twitter at Attacking Third. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you grab your shows. Please leave us a five-star review. Uh, When you leave your review, leave us a question. Maybe we'll answer it on one of our segments. So go ahead and find us and leave us a review. Big announcement, guys. Let's get into it. Carly Lloyd, the legend, retiring, announcing her retirement from playing soccer. But it comes with some twist in there. She's going to be stepping away from the game on her terms after a few other games with the United States women's national team. She'll be playing two more games, I believe, or four more international friendlies with the United States women's national team to sort of bid farewell to the international stage. And she's also going to be playing out the remainder of the National Women's Soccer League with her her local club in uh, Gotham FC. So farewell to a legend, but not abruptly. We're still going to see some more Carly loading action. So get your tickets, folks. There's going to be a chance. First reaction. I'm going to you, Lisa. I mean, I don't think anyone's that surprised. We knew this was coming from a player like Carly Lloyd, who has talked about that even last year during the off season, during the pandemic, when she had time, she said, Hey, this is a taste of retirement. This is a taste of what's to come. I still um, am ready to play and ready to go. But we looked at the Olympics um, and, and the world cup that was a few years ago. And now the Tokyo Olympics and I'm not surprised. I'm really not. Um, I'm happy that she announced it before her last game, before her last time putting on a United States jersey, before the last time she steps on the field with her club. Um, I don't know. It gives the fans a little bit of closure. It gives her a little bit of closure, which I'm pretty happy about. I know I'm going to snag some tickets to Red Bull Arena and watch a Gotham game now in person because why not? Why Why shouldn't I? Um, but yeah, I'm not surprised at all. And I'm really happy for her and her career. And she's definitely a legend. And there's so much to break down about the legacy she leaves and 
the kind of impact that she made on the game, um, I think off the field more so even than on the field, just the amount of work that she's put in. We've heard stories time and time again about how hardworking she is and how dedicated she is. And she reinvented herself um, throughout her career, which is very impressive, but not surprised. Sad to see a legend leave the game, but we knew it was coming for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I, hear you, I hear you on that. I, I know posts, post cycles, sometimes we get these announcements from players that when, if, especially when they're in a certain stage of their career, the latter stage of their careers, but um, historic player and icon really of the game. Uh, 312 career caps, 239 as a starter, 128 goals. Lori, talk to me about it. You've got the experience. You're coming to us as a former United States women's national team player. What what has Carly Lloyd meant to this program and what has she meant to this team after all these years? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think the stats there alone um, are remarkable. Um, scoring in almost half the games that she played in at the international level is wild. And I agree with Lisa. Um, you know, not surprising that it came at this time, but also I wouldn't have been surprised if she was like, hey, listen, I'm going for another cycle. Everybody, here we go. Buckle up. So, <laughs> um, you know, I think that's what she brings or has brought to this program. I mean, just a desire, a love for the game. You know, as athletes, we do talk about um, how much um, emotion and physical um, preparation goes into these these big tournaments but like even in the downtimes right what it takes to stay mentally ready physically ready and she embraced that I think um, more so than most athletes just by documenting it this is a player that was never um, shy to to say um, how difficult it has been but also has never um you know, is not hasn't been afraid to say embrace the underdog and who care if you want to tell me no, then great, here we go. So I was really ready for somebody to be like, no, you can't keep going, and then her to be like, never mind, buckle up and get and put my boots back on, here we go. But um, really remarkable. I said this earlier in the CBS thing. Um, she had and, and Lisa just mentioned it about reinventing herself. She was a um, attacking midfielder for most of her career, and then as she aged at, at a number. Um, found herself higher up the field. And I think really credit to her to be able to do that later on in her career and um, find a way to um, make it difficult to keep her off the field. So huge credit to her and what she's done and um, what she's left in terms of um, what it takes to be on this national team um, going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this was the type of player who was even making a little bit of history in this point in her career, you know, and kind of got the, you know, when she was in this Olympics and people, we were doing our part in critiquing these games and there was a lot of us talking about the performances and, and where was the passion and, and, and why does this team looking like they're playing a little bit timid and all that stuff. Go back and listen to those episodes if you want to revisit them. But even within all that, this was a player that was getting tagged with, with minutes, extended minutes during this current Olympics and, ended up becoming the all-time uh, scorer for the United States women's national team in Olympic games with 10 goals. So like still finding ways to make their record books in the United States women's national team, you know, it's uh, unreal almost, but at the same time makes a lot of sense because it's Carly Lloyd. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The longevity alone, I think it needs to be just um, 
you know, coveted because to play at this level, I mean, I, I think even when I was playing to think that like, you know, Christine Lilly, Christy Rampone leading caps, um, leader caps leaders, um, before Carly Lloyd. And it was talked about how that's never going to be done again. There's the competition, um, the level of play. And then you hear Carly Lloyd is playing 30 at 39 years old, breaking records, as you said, Sandra, and, and doing it with minimal in, injuries. Um, and you know, just, um, continuing to be a starter and finding, finding ways um to get it done it is it is really a special a special player for us to be able to witness i think um especially these last few months that we'll be able to see her play and and part of the legacy that goes along with this is not just all the caps and all the goals and all the medals and the awards that she's won but like we touched on it the work off the field but also the mentality because the road hasn't always been easy for her um she's talked about in the past not being as close with our family as she was before trying to reconnect with them um just the struggles that she's been through even starting in her college playing days having to fight for time and then in world cups not performing the best not doing the best she can but truly working around the clock, 365 days a year to get better and improve. And the, the competitive nature that anyone has that plays at this level, everyone has to have some type of competitive nature inside of them. But hers is just taken to the next level. I've never seen or heard anyone talk about the game so seriously and so uh, almost a matter of life and death. And that's how she took this job so seriously. And that's why she is highly regarded as one of the best. Lori, I got to ask you, because you, again, you got the the stories, you got the experience here. You know, this is a player who made their debut for the women's national team in 2005, mm-hmm. goes to her first, first World Cup in, in 2007, and then just goes on to have this career <laughs> that she's had that we're talking about uh, today. So has that personality, has that mentality, has that, I have all those Carly Lloyd isms always been in place for this particular player has, has, or has that sort of just grown stronger with time? Let us know. Yeah, I, I would say both. Right. I think it's always been insider. And I think that has been like the, the flourishing of like, um, all her work off the field to get to those big moments, right. Training harder so that the games feel easier. So yes, was she, um, the most friendly teammate anybody's had? No, she's ready to take your head off. If, um, if you thought you're going to take her, her, um, her position, right. I mean, that is the thing. This, this national team is cutthroat and the smallest little details separate players. So it's always about finding ways that you can, you can shine yourself and, and make yourself stand out in, um, in a sea of players meant to what they do right and and that's what carly lloyd brought right finding the smallest little thing that she could do to improve and um yeah i don't think this is a switch that you turn on this is something as lisa mentioned 365 days a year that she took seriously she was like this is my craft and i can't turn it off so uh and you know We've, we see stuff like you have to liken it to like Michael Jordan's, right? Like making their team better, wanting to win, wanting to fight, and even at every training session. And she's done that. Lori, I want to ask – sorry, Sandra. I want to ask that – uh, playing with her and understanding her commitment to the game. And like you mentioned, she will bite your head off at practice uh, at training. If you take her position or even if you're not competing at the highest level. So being a teammate around 
Carly Lloyd, how does that change the way you play as, as an individual? Uh, well, listen, I, I say that with like a lot of love, right? About Badi Mahadashu, oh, like, like the team, the environment, the reason why the team has been so successful is because it is so competitive, right? And here's a player that wanted to soak everything out of the game um, individually. How can she reach her ceiling, right? And that meant every every second. And so when you have a player that's reaching for that, and, and that looks different for everybody, you know, everybody in that environment, if you can be in that environment consistently year in and year out, then you, you're bringing that to the table. And I think there was a little bit of an X factor for Carly Lloyd every time um, because there was no dip. There wasn't like, okay, when I go into this training session or this camp, I'm going to get myself ready. She was already playing at her highest level, right? Whether that it was preparation physically or watching video um, of herself and how movements. So for that, um, I think it just it takes it to another level, and it's a it's a player that when young players come in, whether it's with Gotham FC or or at the national team level, are like, oh, this is what it takes, right? And because you said she's serious, she is serious. There's no there's no joking around about this game for Carly. She loves it, and she's going to take it. And so you, in terms of the environment. You feel that. So if you're on her team and small sided, if you're on her team when you're playing in the big tournament or it's a friendly, you're not messing around either because this is what it means and um, you need to show up for your teammates. <laughs> it's fun to think I, about. I just listen listening to you talk about that and then I'm looking at the at the our show notes that we've got going on here and just <laughs> seeing all of these ridiculous accolades for for Carly Lloyd, I just want to rattle them off here for, for us, of course, and for our listeners as well to just sort of bask in it. Quite frankly, we talked about the caps, 312 career caps, talked about the goals, 128 goals, but she's also got 64 career assists. It was named FIFA women's player of the year in 2015 and in 2016 it was named us soccer female player of the year in, tw- in 2008 and 2015, she appeared in four FIFA World Cups from 20 uh, from 2007 to 2019, four different Olympic Games from 2008 to the Tokyo Games. She's a two-time FIFA World Cup champion from 2015 and 2019, two-time uh, gold medalist in 2012, and uh, making her appearance in 2016. She's got a bronze medal now in 2021. Got game-winning goal in these Olympic Games in 2012. <laughs> And in 2016, it's insane. I, I'm, I'm going. It's like you just keep this going. This could be a, a whole podcast episode of just everything she's accomplished. That's what I was gonna say. Like just end it yeah. here. We, we learned her accolades, yeah. and now we're done. And, and <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm like God, and I'm like reading them off, and I'm like, and even just adding to those in 2021, whether it was the the record for the Olympic game goals for United States Women's National Team, or and then reaching the 300 career caps and doing that in April of 2021 against Sweden during those international friendlies in, in Europe, just insane. Like is Lori, like realistically speaking here, like, do you think there's a possibility for any of these current players to potentially have like a, a game career ending resume like this? At some point. No, I think just the, and, and the reason why I say that is because, and, and I, I laugh because that's what I thought after, like, as I mentioned, Christine Lilly and Christy Rampone. Right. But I think the level that this game is, 
is growing, um, the competition across the board, um, it, let alone I think it's going to be difficult for players to last 17 years on the national team just with like the competition with our domestic league here, professional league, just the amount of games that players are playing, right? Just a, much more of a toll on the body. Um, however, um, yeah, it is – it's, it's actually funny for me, and I say funny because I'm just, like, amazed to hear all of those accolades because I witnessed this career. I've, I've been a part of, um, of, of it with Carly, and it is outstanding. It is just outstanding. And I don't think I've seen anybody outside of – you can make the argument with Megan Rapinoe to be able to show up in the big games the way that Carly Lloyd has. And I'm not sure we'll see anybody – it, anybody do that ever again either like i mean across the board in olympic gold medal games world cups i mean good hat trick in the world cup in 2015 um championship match i mean just every single time when it matters put carly lloyd in the field can't take her off right it's amazing <laughs> I uh, I think we should take a quick break. We've been checking in with each other. We'll take a little hydration break here. We'll come back and bid farewell to, to Carly Lloyd and maybe take a deeper dive in some of those top Carly Lloyd moments. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Lori Lindsay with the diet do. <laughs> you got to look. Stay hydrated and stay caffeinated, whatever, whatever, whatever gets you through it. I think um, maybe for, let's say, the casual fan, right, taking a look at Carly Lloyd and, and her career, maybe they're not going to be able to, like, rattle off all those numbers and accolades one after the other in specific moments. But memories, right, big game memories are probably what's going to stick out the most for a lot of viewers, for a lot of fans who take in this game. And Carly Lloyd was behind so many of those moments, whether it was coming up with those big goals in the Olympics or in her World Cups. For either of you here, Lisa, I'll let you go first because we're going to get the like a little bit of maybe the, the viewer perspective and maybe then we'll go with Lloyd with the player perspective. But which of these Carly Lloyd moments are maybe your favorite or what like resonates loudly for you in terms of all of her big game moments? So many, honestly, so many. I grew up watching her um, and I don't want this to sound negative because it's actually really a positive, but the 2011 World Cup, that is a huge memory of me, uh, for me, of Carly Lloyd. Um, Brazil final game penalty kicks and she misses and she sails the ball over the crossbar. Um, I, I was devastated watching this game. This one really got to me, but I think the, the moments that I remember even more than that heart shattering moment when, when 
that happened and those penalty kicks uh, essentially fell out the way they did was the 2015 World Cup um, and how she responded. Um, because there's so many moments, even as a young woman and a young soccer player, that you face adversity or you think you don't get things right. You make mistakes. And it's so easy to let that define you or let that change how you approach things or how you do things. And when that happened to her in the 2011 world cup, she came back in 2015 and scored a hat trick in the final. Um, so she changed how she did everything. And she, like we've talked about, she thrives in those big moments and the, the difference between those two tournaments for her are what stood out to me. And I've even, had youth coaches growing up that would talk about that or college coaches and college players. And it's almost sometimes better to remember the moments that she wasn't performing at the highest and how she responded. Because in those moments is when you learn so much about people and athletes, but, but people in general and how they are inside as being. So that probably took a turn a little more sentimental than you guys wanted, but it's true. That's what I think of. And I think of those moments for her. And then uh, of course, all the, adversity that she faced during this last Olympics in Tokyo that she had people saying she was too old or she couldn't play. And like you said, Lori, you put her on the field and she's going to get the job done. She's going to do what she needs to do and step up in those big moments. And it just speaks so much to her character as a person and as a player that she can do that, put, put the weight of the world on her back and, and keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Lori, so many moments. Mm -hmm. Lisa hit us with hers, but for you, as a player, like, is there a particular moment that you were able to, like, bear witness to personally that, that stands out the most when it comes to Carly? Um, I would say back-to-back uh, -back 2011 to 2012 because we lost Japan in the final in 2011. And then, as Lisa mentioned, uh, misses the penalty, one of the players that misses the penalty kick. And then we play Japan again at the 2012 London Olympic Games. She scores both goals, right? And so it's just those moments. You know, the moment she missed, she wasn't going to forget it. And she also wasn't going to listen to anybody. Well, actually, she would listen because she'd be like, give it to me. Tell me what <laughs> Tell me what you think. And I'll prove you wrong. And, um, and then shows up and... Um, helps us win the gold in 2012. And I think it's that um, that's consistently what Carly has done with her career. Right. And, and, and one thing I do want to say early on, I don't think a lot of people remember because right. There's been ebbs and flows with the growth of the game and what's been on TV, but even like 2007 ish time, 2008, I mean, scored in the, the gold medal match in 2008 as well, was already doing some some wonderful things on the field, but nowhere near. I mean, one of the knocks was like not being fit enough, right? Not taking the best care of herself. And you could just see that it was just this evolution of chipping away, chipping away, chipping away um, every year, just getting a little bit better, focusing on certain things and to get to this point. And it's like, oh my God, okay, yeah, this is <laughs> what the journey actually is all about. It's amazing. And it's led those to those moments, right? Those big moments of bouncing back when needed and just the continuing belief in oneself, which is, yeah, yeah pretty special. Yeah. There's, um, there's so many for sure. And um, I want to get in on this too, because I also got Carly Lord memories in the bank, but I, I, I think that, you know, coming off of that, 2011 World Cup, there was a lot of buzz that was generated, you know, by this team. And there was like a really strong energy 
happening stateside watching that 2011 World Cup. Mm -hmm. And it ended the way that it ended. But the buzz was there. The buzz was there. And it was generated. And then you guys went on to win, you know, the gold medal, keeping the buzz going. And then this 2015 World Cup that happens where I think, like, going in, like, Germany was, like, pegged as, like, the favorites, you know, Mm -hmm. in that one. And then they ended up meeting in the semifinal together and watching you can just start to see it you could just start to see this shift happen in carly lloyd during this 2015 world cup and in that semi-final against germany and being able to just link up with o'hara and like getting that goal like getting them through to the world cup final and then having her put together this sort of hat-trick performance and putting things away against japan and the team walking out as World Cup champions, it was like a moment where all that buzz was generated and created. But 2015 was like the national team, the U.S. women's national team, like grabbed it and refused yeah. to like let it go. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it was just a thrilling moment. Thrilling moment. Yeah. And also, I don't know if a lot of people know this, too, but 2015, you know, it was a pretty shaky start for that World Cup for the yeah. U.S. It, yeah. There was not impressive performances. Yeah. And it started play, in that tournament playing her typical number 10 attacking midfield role. And by the end, in that hat trick, was more of a withdrawn forward. That was the first time she actually started playing higher up the field to where we see her now in that number nine position. And it was actually affected from the fact that like Lauren Cheney, Lauren Holiday had gotten too many yellow card accumulations, Morgan Bryan or Gatra, Chicago Red Stars for Sandra, um, Zinn, right? And then they shifted some pieces around and that's when Carly started playing and then to play in a, in a different role, but then to have the hat trick in 2015 and let alone a championship game. <laughs> it's just so, it's so silly. I was like, what in the world? Yeah. Amazing. No, absolutely insane. Yeah. It's just, uh, I think that those are that window of time, that 2012 to like 2015, mm-hmm. like window of time, I think is probably going to probably resonate pretty heavily for, for a lot of uh, fans of the national team for sure. Um, but I want to like, loop in some um some of the national women's soccer least of when we're talking about nwsl I, I i i really do i'm really a fan of the way certain teams are handling departures this year so we got a little taste of it with mark parsons and the portland thorns and they got in front of it and they said listen mark parsons is leaving at the conclusion of the nwsl season because there's an opportunity to coach the the, the netherlands women's soccer team and he is very wisely going to go in and, and do that. It's a huge opportunity, but they got in front of that. They said, Hey, this is happening. We're going to close out this season and look what they're doing. And then you have Carly Lloyd making her decision to retire and it's coming with conditions. She's going to have these games, these friendlies with, with the United States women's national team. And you know, her team in New Jersey, her local club, Gotham FC is in the middle of a playoff push. You know, top six teams head off into the playoff scenarios, and they're kind of this middle table team. The the, the table is very, very close and narrow in this particular regular season. And she wants to close that out. She wants to see that through in this uh, in this NWSL season. And you know, as for us, I know in this this podcast, we're so typically NWSL heavy. 
I'm excited about it. I'm thrilled about it because that's four international games and the dates and the locations of, you know, maybe yet to be set. But if you know for sure that Carly Lloyd's going to be in New Jersey playing for Gotham. So it's, it's just one of those things. It's like, if you're find yourself lucky enough to see a local NWSL side and Gotham is coming to town, you might, want to treat yourself right and and take yourself out to to watch one of the one of the the icons of the game for sure uh let's close it out laurie i want you to close it out for us okay because you've got the personal touch here what what is what is the legacy what is the legacy that carly lloyd is leaving on top of all of the uh, accolades I think that the legacy is for sure belief in yourself is is so important, regardless of all the factors, regardless of what the journey looks like, because that's going to look incredibly different for every person. Um, but the continuing continuation of like finding ways to improve and you know it sounds a lot of cliche in terms of loving the journey, but this is somebody who absolutely has like loved the journey and no doubt did she love the big games but in fact i think those games loved because of all of the stuff that happened when no one was looking and or no one was watching behind the scenes when it was cold when a lot of people would give up or say hey i can take today off and that is why we're witnessing the all the numbers that you read earlier sandra that is why um it is if you are a fan, get out to these games because I honestly I put money on it. We're not going to see this this type of a player again or somebody that is played this many times for the national team again. It's it's just um, it's one of those things. It's like it's once in a lifetime, really. And to be able to do it for 17 years consistently, I don't think we've seen a player that's been more consistent. Um, and that's special. It's really special. So we're, we're, we're given um, a little leeway here, as you mentioned, to be able to go see games in a few, so I guess, two or three months to be able to watch the last game. So do yourself a favor, as Sandra said, because it's a special moment in time. Right on. I think that's the best way to wrap it up for sure. And I don't think anybody could have said it any better. We say farewell to a historic career, uh, Carly Lloyd. Get your tickets. Get one last glimpse. Uh, we appreciate everybody for tuning in with us. We've again, just a reminder: we've got a busy week of content for everyone. Feels like another one of those everyday weeks. And you know what? We're here for it. Uh, whenever the the women's soccer content drops, we want to uh, be here for you all. So. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Look ahead to some more stuff with the IIC content, Women's Cup content, midweek NWSL games. We, we, we've got it all. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. Leave us a five-star review with a question, and maybe we'll answer it on one of our segments. And we're also available as video. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Just visit youtube.com slash Attacking Third. And we will be back most likely tomorrow with another episode <laughs> for everybody. We got some special things in the work, folks. For Sandra Herrera, Lisa Roman, Lori Lindsay, this was a Tech Third. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.